Hello and welcome along to the Southampton audio programme for today's fixture against the Leeds United. In today's issue, we have, of course, our feature interview, an overlook of the Southampton women's team, but first, a word from your manager. Dear Saints fans, welcome back to St Mary's for today's Skybet Championship match against Leeds United. We welcome the Leeds staff, players and supporters for what is another really exciting game against a big club in the division, live on Sky in front of another 30,000 plus crowd. It's an occasion for us all to relish being part of. It's been good to have a full week on the training pitch to work on a few things with the players. With the volume of games in the Championship and the number of internationals in our squads who go away during the break, it's rare that we actually get that amount of time together as a group. That has been important for us because there's a lot we need to improve. The performance last weekend at Middlesbrough was better, but still not close enough to the level we expect to be. Thank you to each and every one of you who made the journey. It's a long way to go, especially when you don't get the results at the end of it, but that commitment to your club will never go unnoticed. We started the game well and deservedly got ourselves in front in the first half with a really well-worked goal, but instead of taking a foothold and capitalising on an anxious home crowd, scoring first was the catalyst for us to take a step back. We were too passive after that, we didn't do well enough to look after the ball when we were in possession and didn't hunt to win it back with the same intensity that had got us into the lead. Of course, it's not a conscious decision to do that. We need to be braver and have the courage to keep playing our way, regardless of whether the scoreline is for or against us. It's been a tricky run for us, there's no hiding away from that, but we have to keep working hard and keep working together. That's the only way to get through a period like this. The players have been really good in training, the spirit is good and growing every day and we'll be ready to go again today. The nature of this division dictates that we could be in a very different place this time next week, and that's what we're all striving for, together as a team. A big part of that is your support from the stands. I've already felt what St Mary's is like when it's bouncing and our fans are really encouraging the players, willing them on. That's the positive environment we need inside the stadium from the first minute to the last and the type of atmosphere the players will always respond to best. We march on. Now time for your Southampton women's update. Saints run riot at Reading. Southampton FC women returned to winning ways as they took on Reading at the select car leasing stadium. An early goal from Molly Pike, followed by an impressively taken penalty from Katie Wilkinson, put Mary and Spacey Kale's side firmly in the driving seat in the first half, while the host struggled to get into the game. Saints doubled their lead through Davidson Atlanta Primus, before Gemma Perfield rounded things off with a headed finish to ensure a dominant performance. Reading grabbed a consolation goal late on, but it was Spacey Kale's side who headed into the international break with all three points. Pike looked like she'd have the first chance of the game within five minutes, as smart pressure from Casey Wilkinson and Ella Morris saw the number 14 round the onrushing keeper on the edge of the box, but the Reading defence were able to mop up. But Pike, always looking to get into the right spaces, didn't have to wait much longer to get her name on the score sheet. A ball from Megan Collette on the right-hand side was perfectly weighted and Pike rushed through, gathering the ball and slid her shot into the bottom corner under pressure to give the Saints the lead in the 10th minute. Redding's backline continued to have difficulty dealing with Pike and she was just too much to handle in the 26th minute as she was brought down in the box, the referee not needing any encouragement to point to the spot. Wilkinson stepped up to take the spot kick and without any hesitation slammed her shot into the top corner to double the lead. Holding strong defensively in the second half, Saints were hungry to attack, and it wasn't long before they were back in their stride. Pike once again threaded through the back line, 
and unselfishly slid the ball back to her left, where waiting Primus hit home. It was not the cleanest of connections, but enough to see the ball spin into the back of the net for Saints' third. Perfield, who had raced up the pitch to be involved in the attack, was quickest to react to the loose ball that had thumped the crossbar, heading home in the 82nd minute. Saints were, however, denied their clean sheet as Reading converted from a set piece, Charlie Escort volleying in from the corner. Despite the late blow, the 4-1 scoreline was underlined by performance to please both the dugout and the fans, with four different scorers hitting the back of the net in a dominant display. Spacey Kale summed up the win. I was really pleased with how we bounced back. We played some exceptional football, were good in our shape and hard to break down. That's the kind of performance that we need to keep producing this season. Now in his fourth season as a Saint, there's not much Carl Walker Peters has not seen at St Mary's. Most of it has come in the past 12 months, with a high turnover of teammates and changes in manager, style, league and opposition. The flying fullback is a strong advocate of Russell Martin's possession game, and convinced things will come good, providing Saints are brave enough to stick to the plan. It's a system that, for me, growing up, I've always wanted to play in. Kai Walker-Peters has seen a lot in his first three and a half seasons as a Saint. Ups and downs, stability and change, pressing and possession... From one manager in the first 34 months to four in the last 10, the defender is one of only four survivors to witness every twist and turn since his January 2020 arrival. Only Alex McCarthy, Stuart Armstrong and Shea Adams have those shared experiences in the current squad, while Jack Stevens, Jan Benderek and Will Smallbone have remained part of the story, but skipped a few chapters along the way. With each new boss comes a set of new instructions. Ralph Hassenhutl heralded high intensity. Nathan Jones had a craving for crosses. Ruben Sellers tried to restore the Southampton way and Russell Martin has taken it in a different direction. Martin's approach revolves around domination of the ball, which, statistically speaking, has come to fruition. But Saints' point tally is not where they would like it to be, despite a flying start to the campaign. The latest adaptation for Walker Peters and co. has perhaps been the most striking of all. Saints have gone from averaging 44% possession last season to 64% this, which is the highest in the Skybet Championship. The 26-year-old is one of Saints' chief beneficiaries. Having come through the academy at Tottenham, he's found the transition more seamless than most. A big-in-possession system that's something I'm really used to. He smiles. For Martin's flying fullbacks, it's a dream. Regular starters, Ryan Manning, who shone playing this way at Swansea, and Walker Peters are the league leaders across many metrics, including progressive passes and most touches in the final third while only Sunderland's Jack Clark has dribbled the ball further than Saints as England International. I think the style, and Russell keeps telling me this, suits me perfectly, being an inverted fullback and having a bit of freedom to almost do what I want, explains Walker-Peters, who has been given licence to pick up more central positions and push higher up the pitch. The manager has been great with me. He trusts me immensely, so I'm enjoying it. I think I'm performing well, and I think a lot of my individual stats are showing that. Dribbles, passes, distances, carried with the ball, etc. It's only truly fun when you're winning. Being on the ball for the majority of the game is great, but we need to turn that into wins. Walker-Peters may be flourishing, but the team have suffered four straight defeats after taking ten points from the first four matches. He believes the scale of change in the playing style is overstated, and the biggest step Saints need to take is more mental than tactical. Under Ralph especially, he was still big on the ball, Walker-Peters reveals. In possession, he still wanted us to show our quality and be calm on the ball. I definitely think Russell is a, a lot more extreme in terms of playing out from the back at all times and total domination at the football, which is great, but I don't think it's too big of a difference. It's just about having that bit of bravery because 
we are going to make mistakes. Fans need to be prepared for that because we are playing high-risk football. But when it does work, it's wonderful. And we did show that in the first three games. The manager has been great. I said it to some of the boys after the last game. We've got a manager who trusts us immensely. He said to us, go out there, do what I said. It's high risk, but if you make a mistake, I'll be the one in the press taking the blame. So there's nothing to be afraid of. I think we need to get rid of that fear and really go and play our stuff. It's a transition in terms of that side, the mentality, but we're all good footballers and we all know the style and it's something we're enjoying. Since it's awesome August, makes a sobering September rather more of a headache, having seemingly overcome the initial settling in period to a new division. But Walker Peters insists that that start provides reassurance for the players that they do have the talent and the character on show in the late salvos against Sheffield Wednesday, Norwich and Plymouth to string winning runs together. We showed that we're capable of winning games, he states. Even some games where you think that we're going to lose it here, we manage to fight back and get a draw or get a win. It's not as easy as people think. The Championship is a tough league, but we just need to get back to how we started. Like I've said, since last season, we are a young group. There are going to be mistakes and we just need to keep practising, keep trying and we need everyone to keep getting behind us. As a seasoned Premier League campaigner and a right-back good enough to be captain England's golden eras, in that position with Carl Walker, Kieran Trippier and Trent Alexander-Arnold and Rhys James for company, Walker-Peters is a well-respected figure in the Saints dressing room. Those experiences have brought out a different side to his character, he feels, particularly at a time when the club's turnover of players has been high and the average age low. Over the last two seasons, I've grown into that role in terms of being a bit more vocal, he says. It's made me put my arm around someone where I can see they're having a bit of a tough time or just giving them little tips to help them improve. I think I've always been someone who leads by example in terms of the way I play, whether it be going on a dribble or winning the ball back and getting us up the pitch. It's my way of leading a bit more. I'm not the most vocal, but I've tried to add it to my game and certainly off the pitch I speak to all the young boys to try and give them advice. Today, Saints' quest for victories resumes against a fellow ex-Premier League side in Leeds, prompting memories of Walker Peters' last goal some 44 games ago. The visitors took a 2-0 lead at St Mary's that day, but Joe Rebo pulled one back and Carl Walker-Peters raced on to a sublime pass from Sekumala to rescue a point. Hopefully we don't have to do that this time, he quips. While most of his numbers paint a pretty picture, as his manager has pointed out, Walker-Peters remains driven to get off the mark in front of goal. Russell has told me all about that, and now I just want to go and get some goals and assist. It's about the team clicking as well as everyone making the right decisions in the final third. It's going to be tough, he says of the Leeds test. On the back of four defeats, I think they're becoming air smelling blood and really wanting to get at us, but we need to be brave. Despite losing four, we can't go into our shell. We need to be brave and play the way Russell wants us to play. Like I said, it's high risk, but when we get it right, we'll look a million dollars. Time now then for your local lowdown. We asked opposition expert Baron Cross, Leeds United, club writer for Leeds Live, to preview today's game from the visitors' point of view. How was last season's relegation viewed by the club and fans? Like most relegations, with great anger and sadness and frustration, the most painful aspect of the club's demise last season was the undoing of the work and progress made by Marcelo Bielsa in his tenure, which culminated with a ninth-place Premier League finish in 2021. Everyone felt as though the club should have kicked on or stabilised at that stage, but the next two seasons would be hard going. A run of 10 points from 18 going into the final nine games of the season gave everyone some hope of survival, but 
and Implosion's Crystal Palace saw them fall to two points from the final 27 available. What was the expectation coming into a new start in the Championship? It would be a difficult August while the transfer window maelstrom swirled, but once that was out of the way, United could look to build a promotion push headed by a serial winner at this level. With the window now dealt with, the squad looks in good condition and seems to have the talent required to be there or thereabouts in May. It was a tough start, but it looks like things have started to click in recent weeks. What's changed under Daniel Farker? The new manager has already made big improvements on the field with his style of play. Crucially, confidence is growing throughout the squad after two years of poor results in the top flight. That frame of mind is reflected in the risks being successfully taken with the ball, in playing out from the back and passing through teams with domination of possession. Farker has pulled all aspects of the club together too, with his honest comments on what went wrong before at Leeds and what will not be repeated on his watch. It's six league games unbeaten and four clean sheets on the trot. Who have been the standout players in that run? Sam Byram has been tremendous at left-back. The United Academy product left the club in 2016, but returned this summer as a free agent, having worked with Farker at Norwich City. Injuries have dogged the defender for years, but he's managed to avoid anything too serious up to this point and has been one of the most consistent performances through this unbeaten run. Pascal Strike has been very solid at the back too, while Silencio Somerville has been a live wire in attack. Ethan Ampadu keeps things ticking over in the middle, while Giorginio Luta was electric in the weekend win over Watford. And how do you see the game going today? Well, it's easy to be biased, but it's hard to look at the contrasting form of each side and not expect an away win. Evidently, the Southampton squad looks outstanding on paper, but four consecutive losses must make them vulnerable when Farkas' side arrive with their tails up.